Avalanche and Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for joining me again. It's much appreciated. Uh, I know it's been a long time, man. So I actually had some people reach out to me and say, when's the next podcast coming out? So it's kind of cool that certain people do enjoy listening to me, and uh, it's much appreciated. I did uh, speak about the analytics in one of my podcast uh, episodes, so I did want to give a shout out because it was kind of cool. You know, it's been a while since I've I've done one. I got I think it was after the Fourth of July weekend. You know, it was probably right around July, the end of July, I believe. So it's been over a month since I put one out. You know, as you guys know, I was working a lot. But I did want to give a shout-out to a couple of, uh, you know, cities out there that's been checking in. I've been checking the analytics. So we had Denver, Colorado. Shout-out. Shout-out to Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, we actually had a listener from the Philippines. Vastra Tunum, Sweden, Birmingham, Alabama. Just want to give you all a shout out, man. So yeah, as long as people keep listening, I'll keep putting them out. You know, I'm not claiming to be an expert. That's not why I'm here. Just enjoy doing the podcast. And if I can be helpful to anybody, you know, that's awesome too. Because you've heard me speak about it. You know, you go on these Facebook groups and uh, people are brutal. They're not willing to help people who are just getting into it. And uh, it can be difficult, man. Shout out to Caleb uh, Davidson. He's from up in Canada, and he just did a viral post where, you know, he was just sick and tired of people dogging on, you know, kids getting does or small bucks. And even other hunters, you know. Um, And Caleb's, you know, he's got a Canadian show. And this guy, he's he actually, I think he just got a 198 class buck up there. I mean, this dude's legit professional hunter, man. And he's speaking out about all these haters out there. So, you know, and and everybody gets them. You know, you even listen to Meat Eater. Stephen Ranella talks about people. They just, you know, there's a lot of negativity and there's haters everywhere. But anyways, uh, like I said, I'm not an expert, but uh, even... This is where I'm going with it. You know, we had went up to Cape Cod and uh, the striper season for the fall was in full swing. So I went down to the local bait shop and I I started talking with the guy and he asked me where I was at and I told him and basically where I was at was one of the South Bays. And... I guess the deal is the water is warm and it comes up the coast from like Long Island Sound. And he says, you know, you'll catch some striper in there, but they're going to be really small. Nothing that you can keep. But where you want to go is up in Cape Cod Bay. You know, it's where you hook around Provincetown up in that section. And what he said is the water that comes down. It's protected, and it's all from the cooler water up from Maine. So I actually learned some, because like I said, I am no saltwater fisherman by any means. 
but I learned a little bit about, you know, how to fish the fall stripers up in Cape Cod. So me and my wife had kind of a bad deal with the bed and breakfast we were staying at. Um, and we went to check some out up the, up the, you know, the Cape more. It was like up in Orleans. When you get up closer to uh, Provincetown. And there was tons of guys fishing right off the shore. And the guy at the bed and breakfast, which was right on the ocean, he said, see all those boats out there? He goes, the stripers are in really heavy right now. And they're catching some big ones. So I, I learned a lot. And that night, I, I did buy some, you know, worms at the uh, guy's bait shop. And the idea was to go out for dinner with the wife and do a little surf casting at dark. Well, as you know, hurricane season was firing up and there was a storm coming in from the south. And lo and behold, when I got back to the bed and breakfast that night, it it was rough, you know, and I was just like, I started beating myself up. I was I was thinking to myself, chances are I'm going to throw the bait out and it's going to get pushed in the shore and I would just be battling the elements. So lo and behold, I really didn't get any fishing done. I did not get any crabbing. Um, and our bed and breakfast day, which used to be owned by an older lady and we had a great time, but she had passed away and somebody took over and basically ran the business into the ground. <laughs> so that being said uh, that was pretty much the Cape Cod trip so I've been back um, didn't want to torture you guys with any more episodes from my truck on the way to work so I took a little bit of a break um, and was kind of preparing myself for the upcoming seasons here between hunting for deer um, I know it's far out and people are probably like I'm not thinking about ice fishing dude but I was thinking about ice fishing uh, one thing that I did find was cool when I was up in Cape Cod there was a lot of shark activity so I found this app it's called Sharktivity app and uh, it'll basically show you where all the great white activity is around so that's a cool app and I downloaded the Coast Guard app up there um, and I got the notifications. Pretty cool, man, because it'll tell you all the, you know, notifications for the water and even, like, their uh, air rescues. Like, I know there's one, and I saw it again today. Like, you know, now it's starting to hit the news, but it's kind of cool when you see it come out. There was a uh, MH60 Jayhawk was en route to Nome, and the crew were flying out some scientists to search for dead whales on the Alaskan coast when the co-pilot noticed a man waving both his hands you know so waving both your hands usually mean you're in distress so the coast guard they, they arrived just in time because the uh the guy was down two rounds of ammo and he was supposedly attacked by a grizzly bear which returned several times over a period of a week. So he had injuries in his leg and torso, none of which were life-threatening. But uh, it's a good thing they found him, <laughs> you know. I mean, that could have been really stupid. So I saw that on the uh, Coast Guard notifications, and it's, it's amazing how busy those guys keep because, uh, you know, unfortunately there was a couple of deals where, you know, 
people perished. You know, I know the two hot spots that seem to really be popping up on this when you get the notifications is Hawaii and Alaska. Um, a lot of times the kayakers down in Hawaii, um, two guys went out and they unfortunately perished. I saw that one. But check out the, uh, you know, the Coast Guard app. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, back to what I was saying about, like, gearing up, you know. Um, this year I wanted to kind of get into bear hunt and uh, do a little bit of that. Being from the Catskills, we have a lot of black bear up here, and I, I've been wanting to try the meat. So I've been going out doing a little bit of bear hunt. It's been brutal. The water, you know, it's been warm out, and the mosquitoes are brutal. And I have had no luck yet. Uh, I've had some sign in my area. But I, it's not as much as it was last year. And last year I really wasn't hunting bear, but I saw the sign and I actually saw opening day a bow, uh, two cubs and a, and a sow and a, a boar earlier on in the morning. So, but, you know, I, I also figured, you know, it would give me a chance to learn the property up there because I've been hunting public land up where I live here. Um, I'm originally from a county where I have to drive to the places I do have permission on, and uh, it's it's tough to do, you know, especially after work. Um, it's a couple hours from my job, so it's not even fathomable. And then when you talk about when daylight savings kicks in, it's you know you we all know like you you almost can't even hunt after work. But yeah, I've been uh, prepping up. You know, I bought myself an Otter Vortex cabin. You know, I've been looking at all the different brands, but there's just a couple things I really liked about it. I'm going to be doing a review on it, so if you want to check out the uh, my YouTube channel, Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures, go check it out. Um, I did actually do a couple new ones, a couple kayak hacks, and uh, I bought the Muddy Arm for camera filming. And uh, yeah, check it out. But, for the most part, I'm excited to say that I will be going seek a deer hunting in Maryland, down in the Blackwater Refuge. I'm really stoked about this. Even if it's unsuccessful, it's just going to be really cool to check off a bucket list hunt. Um, I had talked about it in my earlier episodes about somebody that wrote a book, Mark, that I've become friendly with through through social media. It's not like we hang out or anything, but I bought his book, and he always posts stuff on there. It's Mark Yusick that are very inspiring. And one thing Mark, and he's down in Texas right now. This guy goes fishing all the time. Like he says, you know, um, we weren't born to work and die. So any chance you can get, be out there doing it, you know. Um, and I've really found inspiration in that, you know. For years I've been wanting to do elk hunt and different hunts out west. You know, it's tough though. I mean, a lot of you can probably, uh, you know, get on board with this. It's It's a money thing. But what I've been doing is I've been creating all my accounts in states that I would like to possibly do a hunt in. 
Because one thing I'll tell you guys, which I've learned, and like I said, I'm I'm not an expert on anything. And I, I even thought about doing uh like videos come learn with me because I'm clueless and if I can learn things, put it out there and help other people that are in the same boat I am, it'd be awesome. But I got a lot of my accounts made, uh, you know, and I've been checking out the prices of tags, which is huge. You know, there's certain states, I mean, just to, you know, have a like a deer tag, you know, you talk five, six hundred bucks. Then if you if you have to draw, you know, especially for better units, um, there's a lot of stuff that plays in that I had no idea. You know, it's just it's it's mind boggling. And thankfully, I have a couple people that um, I can really lean on that have done a lot. One's my cousin and one's a guy, Brian, that I know. Um, these guys are so knowledgeable because they've done these Western hunts and they've done them. You know, not with guide services for the most part, but mostly, you know, going out, doing their homework and just doing it, you know, try to save money. So the first hunt that I want to do, which will get me out of the whitetail realm, is the seek a deer. And because I live in upstate New York, uh, Maryland's, you know, from my house, I think it's a five and a half hour ride. And uh, I'm staying down there for three days i mean it's 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 a rush you know like but it's what i have you know it's the time that i can afford to be down there and that's what i'm saying it, it comes down to a lot of being able to afford it being able to have the time off i did get the week off um but between the tags which which maryland is very very good as far as you know non-resident um i think it was 155 for my bow stamp and big game license and it was an extra 26 bucks to get the permit to hunt in the refuge so um that's my first hunt and i'm hoping to keep it going from here on out so you know try to do it you know do do some homework on it guys if you if you want to get out of the actual norm of what you normally do and uh do some homework on other states. Because I get it, you know, money and uh, time that definitely plays a factor in the whole situation. Uh, I, I reached out to a guide in Nebraska. I would love to do a pronghorn hunt. I think that was like 2400 bucks, And, you know, it seems like a lot of money, man. But when you really break it down, like me and my wife will go away and we'll spend a few hundred bucks a night. On some of the bed and breakfast we go to and I just uh, I just reached out to a buddy of mine I haven't talked to him in God over over 10 years found out that he was guiding out in Missouri and he actually lives out there now he's from New York I reached out to him today and I looked into his uh, outfitter and it was like I think two grand you know for a semi-guided hunt for four days i believe it was and that's not bad man i mean when you think about it you know they're feeding you every day you got your lodging they got the stands the property and they drop you off at the stands i mean 
it's pretty awesome. You know, where you look at some whitetail outfitters, I mean, you're talking five, six grand up to ten. I'm not looking at shooting a 200-inch deer, you know. It's, it's it's more about being somewhere besides my state that I, I hunt in and being somewhere else. But, you know, like for right now, unless I got a really good deal on a whitetail hunt, I'm probably not going to do that. A uh, good friend of mine said to me years ago, and it still resonates with me, he goes, why would you spend thousands of dollars to hunt something you can shoot in your backyard at home? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because a buddy of mine recently, he, he got it. He's been with this company for 30, 30 years. They gave him like five grand towards a hunt. And uh, I said, I'd love to do a hunt with you, man. And he goes, oh, I'd love it. You know, he's the best man at my wedding. And, but he wants to go to Saskatchewan and he wants to do a whitetail hunt and spend a lot of money on it. And I was just like, I told him what I just said, you know, I was like, yeah, I just can't justify spending anywhere from five to 10 grand on, uh, shooting something that we have here in our backyards so i've asked him if he wanted to do like an elk hunt or something like that and it doesn't seem to get any interest and i even asked him the other day for the second time if he wanted to take the ride down and you know he said oh, i can't take off and this and that but yeah he was doing other stuff he was going fishing and golf tournaments so another thing you know it's, i don't want to call it selfish man but, um, you know, do what you, do what you got to do. And that's where I'm at. It's like, if I have to go alone, which I am going alone and I'm a little sketched out on it because, you know, God forbid there's an emergency and, and you are hunting in marshes, man. I mean, I always worry about, you know, like stepping into the never ending sinkhole. Um, but I can't say that because I've never been down there. I'd, I don't know what the conditions are like, but I'm a little bit, you know, appre not apprehensive, but, you know, I'm a little nervous about what I'm, I'm definitely going to have to scout the day I go down there um, and just look around because, you know, the next morning I'm going to be walking in the dark and I don't want to walk into any pitfalls, but it'll be exciting, man. And then, you know, I looked at maybe doing, I've always wanted it. I think Miriam turkeys are beautiful and, uh, beautiful birds. And I would love to do a Miriam turkey hunt. Now, two of my, well, one friend that I used to work with her, she's a retired teacher, her and her husband, they went out hunting and they're avid hunters. They're working at this camp in Nebraska. So I priced, it's like 900 bucks, a thousand bucks. Same deal. They put you up. They feed you um, out in Nebraska. I'm thinking about doing that. So right there, two hunts I'm really debating on, debating on the Nebraska deal. And if I don't do the pronghorn, maybe I can get somebody to do like a over-the-counter, you know, Colorado elk hunt. My buddy who guides in Missouri, I talked to him. Uh, he was actually out in steamboat springs and i have a good friend of mine that lives out there you know he said it. he goes if you go to steamboat and you know we don't hunt together i can i can set you up you know we'll get you on the bulls and i thought that was really cool so like i said you know i thought about this uh come learn with me thing because i don't claim to be an expert at any of this stuff guys and uh i do this because 
Maybe because I like to talk. I don't know. Maybe I like to talk too much. But I have been enjoying it and, you know, the few followers that I do have, you know, like, when, especially when people ask me, like, oh, man, when are you putting out the new one? It's been a while. <laughs> you know, they thought I gave it up. And I said, no, I haven't given it up, but, you know, I, I want to get some guests. I've talked about that on the last couple, and, uh, but I've been so focused on, um, you know, getting ready for these upcoming seasons that, you know, I've kind of pushed it aside a little bit with trying to track people down because it can be it can be quite tough but we'll get it done you know I, I saw this guy he, he hunts mushrooms and uh, I think he's Dr. Fungi or something like that but uh, I thought about having him on the show because I you know I've seen a lot of people gathering mushrooms over the summer I was bear hunting one night and I've a guy I'm acquaintance with, Eric, he actually all summer was cooking mushrooms, and I, I found this huge chicken of the woods, and it looked good to me, but see, that's the thing. I, I'm funny with that. I, I, I don't trust myself, I guess it is. And uh, basically he told me that, you know, it was probably too old. See, where I'd look at it myself and, that mushroom looks good to me, <laughs> you know, because I, I did correctly identify it, but, you know, the thing is, man, it's like, maybe there is something, if it's too old, maybe you'll have, I, I don't know, and I would love to get this guy on and uh, talk to him about it, because, uh, like I said, I just don't trust myself to make those kind of decisions you know I've looked into mushrooms a little bit and I'm still really skeptical on it man well guys um, I'm gonna wrap it up for here and uh, I will I'll get back in you know in a few days here I'll try to put another podcast out and uh, you know touch base on everything if, any, if I've learned anything, I'll be glad to let you guys know. And you might want to get some of your Wild Kingdom soap. Fragrance-free. All natural. Or you can buy our essential oil soaps for yourself or your significant other. So, guys, have a great night. Peace out. Till next time. Alright.